Welcome back to the Bucks Rugby Pod. It's round two, and once again, the games didn't disappoint. Nottingham had back-to-back wins, Cardiff won the clash for the first time ever, and last year's champions remain winless. We also caught up with former Met flanker Charles Rylands on life with the Bedford Blues. Enjoy. So then, Griffo, another Welsh derby to start the show this week. Uh, this time, Met are on the wrong side of the result. Have you, um, have you recovered from the very sombre point we had? After the game, uh, well, I'll tell you, what, it was something I didn't really anticipate because I guess it got to a point where you thought Cardiff met. It's unlike, well, are they ever going to lose a Cardiff clash? <laughs> and that was a D Day. It was a class game again. It, it never fails to deliver the Cardiff clash, and I don't understand why. Almost, there's not more hype around it in terms of. You know, I guess the bigger media companies, why are they not picking up this game? Because it's actually always the best fixture in, this, in the calendar every year. Drama, some scuffles, some some feisty moments, and then just some clutch moments as well from big players. Yeah, it's a tough one for the new boys from Cardiff Met Sport TV covering the game and being on the losing side. We were kind of lucky last year winning all three. It was just, it was almost a given by the end of the year. Yeah, we'll rock up and have a good time and get <laughs> and get loads of views. <laughs> well, we were getting a fair amount of views. What was it, 80k in one video last year? Oh, I just... <laughs> really but, uh, this it's tough. year, it's tough. It's, it is tough to, especially for, well, Met Sports TV to cover that. But on the other, on the flip side, Cardiff Uni, they must have had a class night. Some of those players, they've been involved, they've been at the Uni for three years now. And, well, Cardiff Uni have never won against Cardiff Met, as uh, as I saw in an interview post-match uh, with their skipper. And what a moment it was. Dunford at the end with his, almost shrugging his shoulders like, yeah, and what? <laughs> no, it, it was sort of, it was sort of, I felt it coming from Dunford as well. Mate, it was the amount, from Dunford, it, man. The amount of abuse he was getting from the Cardiff Met side and, you know, Clash uh, at King Coyd last year when he got that yellow card, but it, they seem to be in control, ending up on the on the wrong side of that result. And yeah, he was uh he was the man to finish the game. Yeah, it's a weird one with the clashes. I feel like whoever, neither team has ever had a bad game. I feel like all the ones we've been to, both teams have been in it. And it yeah, just, in the game, yeah. he turned to me and said, oh, this is the worst I've seen Cardiff Uni play. I was like, <laughs> that, no, are you joking? Well, well that, no, but that was the thing. Like, all the previous clashes, I've thought, wow, Cardiff... I don't know if it's because I was expecting a bit more from Cardiff Uni this season, and so I didn't have that, like, idea in my head that it was going to be easy. But it does just feel like whichever team finishes stronger tends to be the team that comes away with a win because it is so tight all the time. And it seems this year Cardiff Uni have managed to cling on to some more fourth years than uh, some of the, well, maybe more than Cardiff Met. And they've got the likes of Dunford. He stayed on for another year. He's so experienced. And yeah, the te- the tens and Buck Super Rugby are so, so crucial. <laughs> you see Brad Rod's got a try as well. Got what what was three, four kicks as well, which is... You know, it's not a bad performance by Brad Rods at all. It's unbelievable, but Ed Dunford, yeah, seemed to run the show, especially with his kicking, you know, to the corner and that. He was a uh, pretty pinpoint. It was nice to see Brad Rods still got the pace in him, mate. Chucked on the I couldn't believe he got there. I, I couldn't believe it was him. 
I can't believe like, it was him. <laughs> it was almost like a veteran running down that yeah, path. It was quite emotional. <laughs> Getting the Titanic music on when she was running. But uh, no, nah, he was he was good. Dunford was good, but crowd was class as well. And yeah, it's it's hard to be, you know, neutral here, I guess, for us because we're both sort of Cardiff Met supporters at heart and it's tough to see the lads losing that, but I'm sure next time at Christmas, honestly, if if you can get your hands on a ticket, grab one while you can because that's going to be even better. I think Met looking to get revenge and it's gonna it's gonna go clean off. Yeah, it was only unenjoyable whichever team you were on if you were a Met fan at the end because the atmosphere was immense right to the final whistle, and then there was that kind of oh we've lost. Like, what do we do? We, I a think, lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the yeah, old this is something that something I need to have a chat with uh, people at the Cardiff Arms Park about. Where's the Where's the clock? There's no <laughs> time clock in the ground. How are we supposed to know this is the end of the game? Well, I was getting nervous about Cardiff nicking it in the last minute, and I t- it turned out there's 20 minutes to go. <laughs> yeah, and and then they they scored, and everyone turned to the ref like, "What's so, going on?" And then the crack, it was yeah. it was over. It was almost yeah. like as as quick as that, and then yeah, the scenes at the end. There's a couple of videos out on Twitter. It's, it's great to see those moments for any team, I guess. When you get the, those massive wins, like Exeter beating Met at their ground last season, Cardiff obviously winning this year, Durham lifting the cup uh, at the end of the league season last year. Everyone's got that family feeling in their club and. Yeah, there's some extraordinary scenes when people get big wins. Yeah, it is a little bit different when those big win- wins come in. It was a lot like that for Swansea last season, especially when they started beating the likes of Loughborough. <clears throat> and we were just like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> this yeah. is enjoyable, you know. Um, and when it goes your way as well for Cardiff Uni after so many years of bad luck in the clashes, it was going to be even sweeter. Yeah. And on the flip side, like we said, a lot of the old guard were at the game. Charles Rylands was one of them. Um leading in full voice, as we said. Um, I spoke to him a little bit earlier on. Uh, should we have a little listen? Absolutely. So, Charles, how's life at the Blues? Yeah, it's really good, mate. Um, the standards of rugby is quite high. Uh, they attack from pretty much anywhere. So, it's been different trying to trying to uh, manage that, but I'm enjoying it. You know, it's a great set of lads there. Mike Ray as a head coach is so experienced and... Uh, yeah, it's really good to learn off some of them boys. Obviously, with the Saints boys coming in alone, then not them as well. It's been a good, good, uh, good preseason, and we've had a good start to the season as well. Yeah, you definitely have. We spoke to um Shens last week, and he said uh, his initiations were quite tame. What was it, what was it like when you rocked up uh, to the Blues? Uh, yeah, it might have been quite tame as well. But uh, being a uni lad, I think they did expect me to be able to uh, drink a fair bit. But we haven't had that much opportunity with uh, such a busy schedule. But We'll have a week off next week. Uh, we're heading to Wales anyway, so I think we uh, might might have a bit of initiation there. Bit of a it, could, it could be a bit of a heavy one then. Yeah. Um, it's your boyhood club. And like you say, you've had the best start to a season in nearly five years. It must be quite surreal for you actually putting in the performances for your team. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it's a club that I do love. It's a club that is close to my heart. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, I used to go there all the time as a kid, so now I'm playing for them going on some of the way trips that I've been on before. And, yeah, it's exciting. You know, every week is, you're going to have a tough game, but that is the championship, and it's really good to be able to, to show what I can do. 
Yeah, and like you said, you were excited to make the step up to the pro game. Mike Ray was looking for a little bit of a leg chopper, and he and you're the man he came to. Uh, how are you finding the physicality in the league, mate? Yeah, the physicality definitely gone up a lot um, from when we're playing bucks. I would say that. Uh, maybe not the pace, but the physicality. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, places like Cornish Pirates, big old pack, uh, really did feel that, especially in the first game against Coventry, where there was a lot of moves, a lot of scrums. It was a physical uh, game, so... You know, I enjoy that side. I love tackling people, so it's a bit of me, really. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, I think there were five yellows in your game on Saturday, so uh, it's definitely <laughs> stuck in. Yeah, it's, it is. It's what it's like, but, yeah, it's good. You mentioned the game against Coventry. I came up to, to commentate on that one, and I think there were three or four former archers involved. It was kind of like a Met reunion. Um, do, you think, do you think Met prepared you boys well for that for that step up? Yeah, I've got to say, I do love uh, looking around the team sheets and seeing what Met boys are in different places. That It's great to see. Yeah, Met is a great stepping stone. Like, uh, you know, the training we go through with Di Watts and then the training with Guards and Al and Danny, they really do prepare you for what is next. And, you know, them hard Monday night evenings that you'd have and then the tough games on a Wednesday and then rotating and then having a Friday, Saturday training session were really good. And it does prepare you, it prepares you the discipline side, getting up early, doing them sort of things. And uh, yeah, so credit to Matt. Uh, they must be proud for them to see what uh, their names are ever at the moment. I know you've got the big stuff with sort of Don Brandt, Tom Pierce and Luke Northmore, but it must be great for them to see people in like championship in that one, that too, because they're also doing well for the club. What are your own ambitions for the season, mate? Uh, yeah, just keep knocking the door down, really. I've started, um, I think, two, three out of the four games so far. I'm on the bench tomorrow. But, yeah, just keep trying to nail down a place, trying to get as many minutes as I can is the real aim. Like, sometimes it's hard for us boys because we've got to remember we're only sort of 21 and sort of new to the league. So it takes time to adapt. But, yeah, I just want to keep knocking the door down, try and get as many starts as I can. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the only thing I can do, really. Yeah, is it kind of hard adapting from that? You're part of the Met setup, and you are the main, the whole team essentially. All of you knew what the crack was, and now all of a sudden you're stepping up, and you are smaller fish. Yeah, it's like you you start. It's like at Met, you start at the bottom, and you work your way up to the top, and sort of the same here. So it's, it's getting used to that, but you know it, it takes time, and it's good to learn off some boys and just try and improve my game all around this season. Yeah, and it's nice to see you've still got time to support the Archers as well. I saw you were down on Wednesday night in full voice. Uh, how did it feel being back in the mix? Uh, yeah, slightly slightly toned down from uh, the last college class I went to, but yeah, uh, it was good. Like uh, I went to see the boys early on in the day, and they gave me sort of great reception. And yeah, it was hard to hard to take uh, having such a good reception. And the, the ultras are crazy, and uh, you know the way they support the boys on a Wednesdays like nothing nothing else in that league. And I know the boys love it because you never experience anything else like that in your life. So. It's really good to see that, that that support is still going strong. Yeah, you managed to bag three wins last year against Cardiff. And I think Danny Milton's done a good job and making sure losing to Cardiff is a rare occurrence. Um, how do they bounce back then next week against uh, Exeter? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big bounce that week. It's probably going to be tough for that side to go through the, like the first ever loss to Cardiff in Bucksuit Rugby. But in some ways, I think that's a good thing because it takes the pressure off now. The, you can't lose that game. Um you know, now it's happened, it's happened. Uh, so, yeah, there'll be a big bounce back this week. I'm sure they'll work hard today and tomorrow. And then a uh, big session on Monday. Extra also coming back off the loss. So, that's going to be a really interesting game. So, I know the boys were gutted. I've seen them after the game and 
they were gutted about the result, but I know it's going to be a big bounce back now, and that result should be a good one now. Yeah, the, the boys were gutted, but obviously there were promising signs from both games so far this season. Good performance against Swansea and another good performance against Cardiff, despite the result. Are you confident Met can still have a good season? Yeah, I think I think they'll have a good season. I think uh, I think top four will probably be the target again. You got to remember that the two the two games they've already played at the Welsh Derby, so they're always the tightest games uh, with them too. They play their best for that game, and we try and do our best. So they're the games that are always going to be tight, always going to be difficult. You've seen last season the Cardiff clashes; all three of them were tight. Swansea away was tight, and obviously we lost to Swansea at home last season. So you can't slow out, and now they're going to start playing the other teams, the English teams. So I think they'll be fine now. They get stuck in the. Yeah, no, I agree with that, mate. Will we see you down at King Coyd again soon? Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen the game against Hartbury's now at King's Home. I'll be looking to try and get to that one. And hopefully near the end of the season where I can enjoy myself a little bit more uh, when the season's over at Bedford, I can I can get back down, hopefully for a semi-final. And then, uh, more importantly, hopefully for a final this year. Yeah, great stuff. You mentioned there some of the games being put in uh, on a bigger stage this season as well. Is it, is it kind of mad for you how big Bucks Super Rugby has actually gotten since the start of our uni careers up till now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's getting bigger and bigger. Like 5,000 there at Cardiff Barnes Park. Seen Bath, we're going to play at the Rec. Obviously, you've got Exu play at Sand Park and obviously the Hartbury game at King's Home. So it's getting bigger and bigger. You go to Loughborough and that takes over that campus. And obviously, the names coming out of it are getting mass- bigger and bigger every year. And uh, the crowds are certainly following that. And the atmosphere is absolutely crazy. Cardiff Uni had a great following on Wednesday and so did we, so it makes the game even better and the atmosphere is crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's great stuff, mate, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. There we are then. That was Charles Rylands giving his thoughts on the game and life at Bedford. But if we focus on Cardiff Met, he's confident they can still have a good season. It's looking like Cardiff Uni are going to have a good season. Where does it leave the two teams now going forward? I'd imagine Cardiff Met they they're going to have to bounce back uh, with their next fixture because going you know two losses on the bounce is is painful for any team in this league. However, <laughs> to play Exeter at home in their next game is going to be a tough ask to get their well second victory of the season against a team who are <laughs> desperate for their first still. And Cardiff Uni on the flip side they're playing Durham at home as well. So there's two massive games on the on the horizon for these teams. Uh, it's hard to call how they're going to progress from this position now, but both teams really need to get their wins in the next game because Cardiff Uni tend to struggle a bit more. Uh, they're not really in the, I guess, the top four, the big four of Buck Super Rugby. They're more of that, you know, hustler, battler, always a close game, but don't quite get it. This year could be a different story, but do you reckon Cardiff Met will bounce back next game? Yeah, it was interesting talking to um, Charles. He was saying about how this, Cardiff Met have lost Welsh derbies. It's not the end of the world. Like you say, you can write those off almost if you carry on and have a good season. It's just having two back-to-back to start a season where you've had that big clear-out of the um, mature players doing their Masters. It's a little bit different this year, you know, so they are going to have to work hard to bounce back. You know, When they lost to Swansea last year, it was the end of the season. It hurt a little bit, but it was straight on to the next game and then immediately bouncing back with the victory against Cardiff in the quarters. This year, like you say, it's a tough game next week. They are gonna have to they are gonna have to bounce back. We said it last week, you can't afford to lose too many games in this league if you want to compete. But Charles is confident that Met can get top four and it's hard to argue with him.
it's hard to argue because that's what Cardiff Mets seem to do as well. They, they have a small blip and they bounce back and get what what seems to be a string of wing wins on the bounce all all the time. So the next few for Cardiff Met, you know, starting off with Exeter, then they'll play away against Bath. Who've well, they've won both. They both they lost their first game, then won their second game. So they'll also need a win in that game, and then. Uh, end of October playing Nottingham and Nottingham top of the league. <laughs> oh, what do you make of that? Yeah, I was going to say we would. There's a lot of uh, controversy at the moment with the top four. Obviously, like you say, Exeter perhaps not starting off as they wanted, but Nottingham will be fancying their chances of uh, breaking into that top four. The could way they win, could they win the league? Imagine if they won the league, lad. Thing is, no disrespect to who they've played so far, but they haven't played one of the big boys yet. They are yet to go. And play Exeter, Loughborough, Met, Durham, Hartbury. Those are the ones you think, yeah, they're going to be big matches. It's funny you mention those matches. Have you seen their next four fixtures? Loughborough, Loughborough away, Durham away, <laughs> Cardiff Met away, Exeter home. Three <laughs> rough game. <laughs> four rough Wait. games, lad. Away three on the bounce. Three on that the bounce away. Nasty. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's important that they got these two wins to start the season because if they hadn't, they could have gone six games winless. Oh, yeah. To be fair, now you say it like that, I didn't realize the run they had after these first two games. But then again, you'd have probably looked at before they played Swansea. If you looked at the fixture list start of the season, you'd probably thought they have to win against Beckett. Because they've got five super tough games, seeing the way Swansea finished last season. Yeah. And now they beat Swansea. Can they do it again next week? Who knows? <laughs> We're I going mean, off what depends. we knew, mate. We're going off what we knew. You do your predictions and you think, oh, Leeds, tough game for them. Yeah. Swansea, tough game. And then you see those four. There's, there were no easy fixtures. And then they come out and another. It was a really good performance against Swansea. There's no other way of saying it. It wasn't luck. It wasn't momentum of the new boys, the underdog mentality. They they rocked up and they were the better team. <clears throat> yeah, it was a bit of a topsy-turvy game at the, for the first half. It was 10-8 for a period. But then in the last 15, they got three tries and <laughs> they just put Swansea to the sword at the end of the game. Bonus point win again. And uh, it feel, I feel like we're talking about the 10s all the time because they're making all the, all the fancy plays. But it is so true about Bucks Rugby and Max Brown delivers again. Have you seen that try? Yes, he's he is ridiculous, mate. And like we said, you need a good 10 if you're going to do well in Bucks just because of the nature of the fast, intense rugby that there is. And it's, what was funny though, mate, they've got their nine takes the takes the conversions and penalties. And it was actually a big reason why they got promoted. And we're we're all banging on about Max Brown at 10, and they've got two players who can who can kick kick the ball well. Do you reckon then Max Brown not having the responsibility of kicking just lets him get on with his game and, you know, sort of show his stuff rather than being focused and trying to dial into his kicking all the time? He's just free to play as he likes. There might be a bit of that. We saw we saw how much pressure was on Ed Dunford when he was kicking those penalties and conversions at Arms Park. The yeah, abuse... I think that's a little bit different. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like the abuse you get, you can get wherever you go because the support is so big. It it might be nice if you are if you can just sit in that ten and focus on hitting those fifty twenty twos well, putting your team in a good position. Like on on Wednesday, 
the best part of Nottingham's game was the kicking and the kick chase. That was where most of most of their tries came from, especially in the first half. They had a bit of a nervous start last week, a couple of handling errors. It was it was more their discipline this week that let them down in that first 15, slightly slow to slow start, just giving away a couple of penalties. And then again, they settled down relatively quickly. 15 minutes isn't bad. And then, um, like you say, kind of run away with it at the end. Yeah, that's the thing. They run away with it. They look strong. They look like they've got the legs and the stamina to go full 80 as well to, you know, put Swansea to the sword in the last 15. They're going to be dangerous. But as you said, next four, four tough games. And this is going to be sort of, make, it's not going to be make or break, but it's going to show how good they are. Yeah, it could look a lot different after the next four weeks. And on the, you know, on the other hand, if they win a couple of games and they, if they pick up a few points, it's, it's a really good start to the season leading up to Christmas. And, you know, when you, once you're in a good position going into Christmas, that's where momentum starts to kick in and you start to think about the end of the season. At the moment, it's almost you take every game as it comes. You're not looking too far ahead. But once Christmas hits and if you're in a good position at Christmas, then you've got the potential to put the foot on, foot on the gas and then what? Well, what, anything can happen after Christmas. From a Swansea point of view, though, we do have to talk about their performance. It's a bit of a weird one. I think they might have started panicking a little bit because they gave away... They were in the 22 of Nottingham a lot and they were attacking well. Their build-up play was good. And then just so many back-to-back errors in Nottingham's 22 just meant that all of their visits were just coming to nothing. I don't know if you... Composure, you maybe? Game, yeah, yeah, just a bit of panic. Of composure. You don't want to lose against the new boys. They they know what it's like being the new boys. Maybe they weren't expecting Nottingham just to play their game and not kind of not care who they're playing. But then again, they must have watched the game from last week because... They they must have seen how good Nottingham were against Beckham. They'd have known the threats they'd have had. Maybe, yeah, it is. The pressure and the, the magnitude of knowing we sort of have to win this game because losing the first two is not ideal, especially, you know, a Welsh derby to start off and then against the new boys. They'll have a good chance next week against uh, Lee's Beckett. Both teams really need their, their first win of the season. Uh, that will... That will definitely show who's going to be struggling this season because Beckett two losses, Swansea two losses, the other team on two losses, Exeter. But I'm not going to say they're <laughs> going to struggle because the way they always seem to perform in Bucks Super Rugby, they'll recover. Yeah, and if we do look at the other results, obviously the two games, one was streamed. The wait, which ones were streamed? I've lost, I've lost my head. Uh, Nottingham, <laughs> just Nottingham and Swansea, I think. Yeah, Nottingham Swansea were streamed. We saw the Cardiff. Cardiff game, so it's kind of similar teams to last week that we watched. Um, the other standouts from this week, Loughborough Exeter, like you say, Exeter losing two games to start the season. Is <laughs> How far do you go before you start worrying? Not too far. I don't think they'll be <laughs> too worried at the moment. You know, it's tough because you've come off that massive high of winning last season. You had a superb squad. So many of these players that played last year have gone on to to contracts in like the Prem, the Champ, whatever they've gone on to, and they're, they're doing great, brilliant. That's exactly what the league is here for. And they are, they are going to have a blip. They're not going to be able to 
consistently be up there. And not every team always manage it. It was almost <laughs> surreal that Hartbury managed to win three uh, playoffs on the bounce because it was sort of just their relentlessness and their the way they dug in every season and they got the victories in those finals. That's what got them to that level. But I don't see anyone managing to maintain that from like the superiority, I guess, for more than one season because the talent just comes through and they go Chris and Dav Jenks, two massive players. Chris only played one last year, but Dav was a really big member of that squad, man of the match in the final, and he's moved on now. He's playing for the Chiefs, played on uh, last weekend. They they just are going to struggle for a few months, I think. Yeah, that heartbreak run of three in a row, it's going to be near on impossible to, to ever do that again because now, with the attention Bucks are getting at the moment, it's going to be so, so difficult for those teams to retain those players who are playing well because players don't have to stay in uni if they, if they make it early. And like, That's like the thing. you talk about Daff, he's he was a big player and now he's with and now he's with the Chiefs. They are kind of a victim of their own success. But that's exactly what you want to see. You can't, you can't be, you know, t- bringing him down for that because that's exa- exactly what he came there, went there to do. He succeeded and he's moved on and he bought them success. Overall, it's it's a win-win, really. They won the playoffs last year. Dav's gone on and they're trying their best to move on with this season <laughs> and not quite succeeding at the moment. Uh Ollie Leatherbarrow, the skipper for uh, Loughborough, losing to his brother as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, excuse me, Ollie Leatherbarrow, Exeter captain, losing to his brother Teddy uh, uh, at Loughborough. And that's going to hurt as well. So <laughs> overall, they've had a bit of a stinking start, but I'm sure they're going to come back. Yeah, it's a tough one. Man of the match as well, Daff in the final and well-deserved uh, getting his chance in the pro game as well. The, um, the other games that stood out, mate, Bath kind of going about their business in the background as it stands. We haven't had a chance to watch them, but 24-5 victors over Leeds Beckett, not a bad performance. Not a bad performance, and uh, Beckett only getting their try later on in the game. We have, well, we, I'll have to admit, I don't know too much about um, the games that weren't on stream, uh, and uh, well, other than the Cardiff clash, but it seemed like Beckett didn't get a foot in the game until right at the end, getting one try. Bath potentially by that point could have just eased off and you know they knew the points were in the bag didn't need to push for any more but an interesting game uh, Beckett struggling again and Bath could they be better this year than they were last year last year the worst performance ever in Buck Super Rugby <laughs> for well, uh, yeah I'm just using <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not trying to bring anyone down I'm just saying the facts all right yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> you're laughing like I'm trying to <laughs> I'm coming for you Bath <laughs> no, I just love watching you put a target on your head uh no nah, uh, Bath they'll they will do better they just will they're they're no mugs they know what they can do and they'll certainly be a better team this year than they were last because some of the lads uh, War Boys, he's a year older now as well. Uh, the Scrum Half, he's a year older. So they're all maturing in Buck Super Rugby. The same with Cardiff Uni. They've got a lot of lads going another year. They, they just are going to be better. Yeah, I think uh, they kind of, it seems as though they're finding their style of rugby. They scored two tries from a line out to kick the game off and then nicked a Leeds uh, line out to get another try just after the uh, half time whistle. So 
you know, if they can do that all season, we know how dangerous the lineup can be in this league because of how well teams can use them. Three tries from lineouts, not bad. Um, Leeds shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, though. Yellow card straight away. One of the first big moments of the game. Uh, Jordy Devine straight away off the pitch in the sin bin. And I think Bath were kind of just cruising to a victory from then on. And, you know, Leeds didn't really wake back up until, like you say, the last minute with the consolation uh, try. Yeah. I mean, you say I'm putting the target in my head. Big game, big, big game for Swansea and Leeds. I feel as if if Leeds lose that one, then they are looking pretty, pretty in trouble because losing to three teams, the new boys, uh, Bath, who are uh, not too far from Leeds, actually finished below Leeds last year. And then Swansea, the other team that seemed to be struggling at the moment, Leeds might, well, they are going through a transitional period, but they'll need to really dig in to turn the season around. But then again, it's a long season. Yeah, it is a long season and it's, it's, it's so hard to not just buy into every single result. I <clears> think, <throat> you know, Cardiff Uni won this game, they're going to win the league. Like, you do get Yeah, Nottingham are top, they're going to win the league. It's yeah, well, we said it already. <laughs> Two games in. <laughs> Wait, you think Nottingham are going to win? Could they do it? They do it? <laughs> don't, don't make me take you back to last week, mate, when you said, no question Cardiff Met are going to win the clash. Not even a question. Right, this <laughs> is uh, this is interesting. I, I did say the Cardiff Met were going to win, and I thought Cardiff Met were going to win. You can't blame me for that. No, I can't blame you. You're not wrong. It was <laughs> I, a shock. I can have an opinion. <laughs> Look, judging by the face of Joe Locke outside Arms Park after the game when he was just stood in the middle of the road thinking, I don't know whether to go for a pint or go home, lads. <laughs> yeah, it looked as in seeing some of the lads going towards Revs afterwards, they they were looking quite miserable compared to what we've <laughs> seen last year. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. They'll bounce back. They say they've got Exeter. Well, I say they'll bounce back. They've got Exeter. Okay, how are you, how, <laughs> how are you supposed to bounce, say they are going to bounce back when they've got basically one of the best teams historically? Halfway in through saying it, and I just spotted they have Exeter. Tough game. It's, the fixtures have been really nice starting this season, like getting that excitement brewing straight away. They've uh, they've been sort of maybe tactical in their approach with the uh, the fixture list this season, but yeah, you're not wrong. You've got next week met against Exeter. What a clash! And you know Exeter losing their first two, they'll need to win. Met will feel as if they have to win after losing a Cardiff clash, and then other games Cardiff against Durham, both teams unbeaten. It's strange how they've worked out to be unbelievable games in terms of form as well. They they couldn't have predicted this, but it's brilliant the way it's <laughs> happened. Uh, Hartbury against Bath, also an, an equally top game because Hartbury, they've won one, lost one. Bath, won one, lost one. Uh, it's it's mental. It's, it's a mental stroke of luck because you couldn't have planned that the games were going to deliver in the way they are. It's only shaped up to be as good as it is because of the results that we've had. Like, Nottingham Loughborough next week, without Nottingham winning those first two games and surprising everyone, that's just a, that's just another game, and we wouldn't maybe highlight it. And now it's top of the league playing Loughborough. It's almost a stroke of luck how things have worked out fantastically. But I'm really excited for this weekend, uh, this uh, week coming, and I think there's going to be another upset. There is every week, and I'm not too sure who it is. We'll wait and see. So from this week though, we'll pick out. So a couple of players who stood out to us. Have you give me a couple and uh, and why? Honestly, I thought 
Dumford and Brad Rods manage the games, oh, the game so again. well. Oh. Two tens uh, and one of them's th- Brad Rods. <laughs> two t- but I thought both of them managed the game so no, well. You're not wrong. To be honest, if Brad Rods hadn't scored that try when he ran almost the length of the field, he might not be in the team. But he managed to do that as well. And Dumford, obviously, the swagger to go about his game. There was one moment where he took a kick right in front of the Met crowd. I'm not sure if anyone's seen this online. Took a kick right in front of the Met crowd at some severe abuse going towards <laughs> him, right? It's something you don't really see in rugby these days. It felt almost more like a football atmosphere. It was so it was, hostile. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he takes a kick, he absolutely bombs it over and turns around and gives the crowd a massive shh. The <laughs> shush was incredible. And then, end of the game, the swagger to have his arms out like, I'm what? I'm I, I think I think I prefer, yeah, I think he's in the team maybe for the... For the just, shush. Yeah, for the, the shush and the swagger and the way he went about his business. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to argue with that. He must have felt a million bucks rocking up to Rebs <laughs> that night. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> yeah, if, to be fair, he would have, yeah, he, he'd have definitely enjoyed his night out. No, in all fairness, he was in my team as well. It's hard to ignore him. Like you said, he had a bit of a tough time last year in the quarters. Maybe the event got to him a little bit. The crowd, like I say, on his back again, picks up the yellow when Cardiff were on top. And pretty much from, from the moment he got sent off, it was Cardiff Mets to win, and they did. So it's nice to see that he did get his head on and, yeah, performed really well. The one man I wanted to point out, right, I didn't notice him last week. The number four for Nottingham, Rob Carmichael, six yeah. foot ten human lighthouse lad. <laughs> he is six ten massive. It's quite, no one's actually sure. He's I he. Apparently he's quite a humble lad. He says six ten. His mates like to go around saying they've got a seven foot second row. I'd probably lean towards six ten. No way he's seven foot. Lad. No way. He is massive. And he's in my team. Coming towards the end of the game, he gets folded on the line by a massive tackle. And his upper body's long enough that he could just reach over and dab the ball down to grab another try for Nottingham. He could be such a dangerous player this year, mate. Six for ten. You know, we spoke spoke earlier about the lineouts being so important last year. We've seen the likes of again the Met reference, but Barney Langton. He's so key. Yeah, it could be the same for Nottingham if he can steal those lineouts from opposition week in week out. If he can retain for Nottingham and have that just stable stable form in the lineout, they will be dangerous. They Trust they just me. will. He was planted at the front of that line out all game. <laughs> and why, why throw a different ball? Why throw a different ball? There's no if you can throw it to a six foot ten slash seven foot giant at the front, what's the point of spicing it up? I'll tell you I what, just... he gets around. He gets about as well. He ain't he ain't slow. Is he not? No, he gets about. Like that try was it's a nice try. So yeah, he's in my team. Um yeah, and we'll see how he gets on next week. We've got just about enough time to get your gruff with a smooth, pick out a rough moment from this week's games and a bit of smooth play as well for me. Uh, I'm going to go bit of smooth play. Um, overall, it's going to have to come from a, a match that I've watched uh, and the smoothest play this week, Max Brown's try. 
the kick over the top, and then to finish it off as well, to be on the other end of his own kick, it was absolutely sublime. Fair play to him. Certainly someone to keep an eye out on uh, this season. I was in between two um, graphs this week. I was maybe going to go towards almost the Met Ultras or the Met fans were getting shushed by uh, Dumford. <laughs> that is <laughs> rough. It is rough, but I've then decided to go against that. And I have gone for Ollie Leatherbarrow. He's going to rock up to his Christmas dinner. His brother's <laughs> going to be sat across the table from him, just knowing that they beat him. The first big <laughs> buck Super Rugby clash between those two, he's been on the he's been on the wrong side. Mate, again, it's rough. It's rough, but don't get me wrong. I'm sure they'll Exeter are gonna bounce back. I'm sure they'll win against Cardiff Mail or something like that, and then he'll be laughing at me. So it swings in roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he'll have his own back uh, on me at some point this season. But that's my uh, gruff and the smooth for this week. Great stuff. So that's all we've got time for then. Uh, we'll be back next week with all the fallout from round three of Buck Super Rugby. The stream game is Cardiff Met versus Exeter, a massive one there. So make sure you tune in, and then this pod will be out. Well, it'll be out at some point. <laughs> Don't know when. <laughs>